When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, you'll hear from Freya. Freya takes us through her birth story of her twin girls, Frankie and Aubrey. It's a really great episode and actually a really positive birth story with multiples, which you've all been asking for. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Freya. Thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes, so um, it is me, Freya, and my partner, Willow, and we have fraternal twin girls, Aubrey and Frankie, and they're uh, just about 19 months old. Amazing, very cool. And what was the journey to pregnancy like for you with the girls? Um, Well, it was not a planned pregnancy, but obviously a great (laughs) delight. Um, Yeah. at the time, my partner Willow was 21 and I was 25. So, yeah, we've always wanted children, but uh, just not then. <laughs> my period was late, so I did a pregnancy test, but I always just thought, oh, it won't be positive. <laughs> and it <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> and um, I quickly ran up the road and bought two more pregnancy tests and ran home and did them and they were all very much positive so I was like oh gosh um and my dad I was we were living with with my dad and he was um over the moon he was super stoked he was like crying and really happy (laughs) but um my partner my partner Willow was still at work so um I waited for him to get home and I was like oh let's take the dogs for a walk so I took him up up our local mountain and um Told him, and he was obviously very shocked. And I think he just felt like all of the emotions at once. Like he was just really nervous, but happy and scared. And yeah, yeah. so then we went for a nice walk and talked about it all. And but at this at this stage, obviously, we just knew we were pregnant. We didn't know that it was twins. So yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, the next day I had um, the day off work, and I got a doctor's appointment, and I got the the um, scan, first scan done. And luckily, uh, Willow came to the appointment because I was like, oh, you don't need to come. It's just like the first one. It'll probably be quite boring. But luckily he came and actually um, his sister and his mum came. And the the ultrasound person was kept on asking me if I had any um, bleeding. And I kept on saying, no, like, no, I haven't. Like, um, I've been fine. And he was like, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? And he was like, oh, you're having twins. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I just, 
I burst into tears and Willow just started laughing and it was all a bit, oh, it was a bit of a blur. But, yeah, we're obviously yeah. really happy and um, a big surprise. <laughs> cool. And did you have many other symptoms once you found out that you were pregnant with twins? No, I didn't. So very surprisingly, because they say um, that it's, your symptoms are meant to sort of double, so you're meant to get like twice the, the amount of morning sickness. But yeah, I was yeah. very fortunate to have absolutely no symptoms throughout my whole pregnancy, really. Apart from towards the end, I had a lot of water retention, like on the bottom of my stomach and in my feet. My feet were just huge. I could only sit dandled. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, but I was super blessed that I didn't have any any issues. That was super lucky. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. And did you go to any antenatal classes or anything like that before you went into labour? Um, yeah, we went to our sort of local free antenatal classes, um, which were good, but obviously because we were a bit different having two babies, um, you know, they consider it a high-risk pregnancy, anything more than one baby. So I kind of wish there are um, twin antenatal classes, but they were quite expensive and they were far away. And so, yeah. um, but I would I would recommend if you are pregnant with twins to definitely do the twin ones because it just, it just covers a lot more information and it's just very different. So um, they were good. I've, I made a couple of uh, friends through that class. Um, but, yeah. I think yeah. it's very different with having two babies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. how were you feeling for the rest of your pregnancy? What about emotionally? Were you anxious or just sort of ready to get um, them out? Oh, I was just so excited my whole pregnancy. Um, I did quite a lot of research and like for twin documentaries and um you know, following twin people on Instagram and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was just, we were all very excited. Um, and we, we didn't know what yeah. we were having, so there was two surprises as well. So oh, amazing. Even, yeah. <laughs> My partner, Willow, really didn't want to know. So I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. And did you go into labor naturally or what was that experience like? Um, no, so <clears throat> I got induced, so they don't let you go past 38 weeks, and it was nearing the end. I got a stretch, stretch and sweep um, from my midwife, and that didn't do anything, and then I think the next day I also got some acupuncture, but it was far too late. You know, you need to get acupuncture for quite a few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I was had the mindset of really wanting to do everything as natural as possible and just to let my body do its own thing. So I was a little bit gutted that I needed to get induced, but obviously was really happy that they didn't come early or, or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we – and I was also really prepared for the fact that, um, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. I was under the care of a midwife and an obstetrician, and the obstetricians really do sort of – um, warn you a lot that you know one twin could come out and the other one could like completely twist around and just so many complications so I had the mindset of just whatever happens happens but ideally I'd like it to, <laughs> to be as natural and um as possible yeah 
We, me, Willow, uh, my dad, my brother, and my good friend Holly. Uh, she was there to photograph the birth and to also be um, support as well. So we all went into the hospital. Um, I waddled my way in. <laughs> I was so unbelievably huge. Um, <laughs> and we <laughs> we got to the room and put me on the monitor and checked the babies, and they were all good. So they put some a little bit of gel up inside and told me to go walking for two hours. So I waddled my way around the place. <laughs> We sort of um, walked around the lake. Um, there's a lake right next to the hospital on the North Shore. And we also walked down to my godfather's house because he lives right around the corner and had like a cup of tea. And um, I was having some like very slight pains. Um, I didn't really know if they were contractions or not, but I was I did feel sort of like a tightening. I was like, oh, maybe this is like fracture pits or maybe it's, it's happening. I wasn't really sure. Um, but we came back to the hospital and they checked the babies again and everything was still fine. So they told me to keep walking. So I was just walking up and down the car park, um, steps, just up, down, up, down, up, down. It was just so tiring. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, yeah, get things going. But, um, yeah, then we came back in and we had some food and not really much was happening. We are just sort of hanging out and, I was bouncing on the um, maternity balls, like listening to Beyonce. Just, I was just so excited. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway, so it got to like early evening. Another friend of mine had come to visit, and he says he broke my waters because he um, knocked <laughs> my um, tummy ever so slightly, taking the last selfie. <laughs> um, and then my waters literally just went and just went everywhere like it was in the movies yeah and I just like screamed and ran to the shower and I was like what do I do what do I do and they were just like pouring out of me I think there was a lot of water and I was just really (laughs) stoked that my body did it myself because they were talking about breaking my waters um but the they were all there was a lot of staff there that were um they were just really busy so they didn't have time to come break my waters so I was really happy that my body did it itself. Yeah, and then sort of after my waters broke, everyone left apart from Willow and Holly, and my contractions just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was just insane. I was like, okay, these are contractions. It was so painful. I just I thought that like I'd have a contraction and then I'd be able to like walk and walk around, you know, and then have another contraction. But they were just they were just relentless one after the other. Like I couldn't. I just went off into another world. I just couldn't talk to anyone or uh, I'll never forget the pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, when I came back to the hospital, um, but just before my waters broke, they had checked me that I was um, three centimetres. So if, anyway, a few hours had gone past and I was like, oh, I really want them to check me to see how far along I was if I dilated anymore and the shift my my midwife was actually asleep um because she'd been up for a couple of days delivering babies so I had the shift midwife looking after me um and we were quite uh different me and the shift midwife she was I could um feel she was 
really wanting me to have an epidural. It's just like I think it makes things a lot easier for them um, in case anything does go wrong. Yeah. They can quickly, you know. So I understand, but yeah, she was quite, um, you know, she was offering me for me to get an epidural quite often. Anyway, she, she wouldn't she wouldn't check me because uh, she said it hadn't been six hours. So and that she, you know because of infection, they don't want to um, they don't want to check too often. By this stage, I was really tired. My contractions were just really, really painful. There was no position um, that I could move into that would ease my pain. Yeah, Willow and Holly were just quite, like, confused as to how to help me, and they were trying to do the best that they could, but um, we were all a bit lost as to <laughs> what to do. I was like, oh, look, I need to get an epidural. This is just too painful. Um, the midwife was like, okay, I'll go organise one. And then whilst she left, Holly and Willow were like, Freya, are you sure? Um, you know, you told us to talk you out of it if you asked for one. So we're just doing what you, t- you told us to do. And I was like, guys, I can't handle this. Like, oh, so, so the, the midwife had explained that, um, you know, you normally dilate a centimeter an hour and it sometimes takes an hour to push out each baby. So you're looking at nine, nine more hours of this pain. Like, can you handle that? And I was in my head, I was like, obviously not. I can't handle another nine hours. Um, so I was, that's why I had told her to get the anesthetist. But whilst the midwife was going to get it to sort it out, I changed my mind. So then Holly went out and told her, she's changed her mind. She doesn't want to go in anymore. <laughs> and then she came back in and was like, are you sure it's going to be quite a long time? And then like another contraction came and I was, it was just, it got even worse. And I was just like, no, get the anesthetist get an epidural so I got one um and as soon as I got one it was just like bliss <laughs> I was like no wonder why everyone yeah. <laughs> gets one it was just yeah it was such a I could lie down and I could rest and um I was just really worried that the epidural would slow things down um and cause distress but luckily it didn't the girls were um they were fine so yeah, so I got the epidural, and I literally a couple of minutes after getting the epidural, they checked me, and I was actually ten centimeters. And looking back now, I, I was pretty gutted that I had got I had gotten it, but at the time I was like, oh, ten centimeters, awesome! Like that's so great. I'm gonna see my kids soon. So um, yeah, and then I think like about twenty minutes later, I was like, oh, I'm ready to push, and they were like, oh, okay. Um, and so my midwife had come in by this point. Um, I just, I started pushing. I was like expecting, because I sort of warn you that there will be quite a lot of people in the room, um, like two obstetricians, two midwives, the nurses. And so I was expecting like a rush of people to, to come in, but only a couple of people came in. And um, yeah, I think I was like six big pushes and my first baby came out. And Willow, I really wanted Willow to tell me what the sex was worth. So he was like, it's a girl. And I was just like, so, uh, just so overwhelmed. I was just analyzing her face. She was just so beautiful. A little scream. And then she just came around to my chest. Yeah, it was just it was such a, I'll never forget that moment. And um, yeah. Holly was running around the room taking all these photos. And <laughs> I remember at one point I said to Holly, like, don't get any shots, you know, down below like just try and get some nice 
angles from the side. And I remember <laughs> yeah. looking looking between my legs and Holly was right in the middle of my legs <laughs> getting all the, all the main action. I was like, oh, God. But um, anyway, so about 20 minutes later, I was pushing the second baby out. And um, she was about four pushes. And she came out and Willa was like, it's another girl. And I was like, yay, <laughs> two girls. Um, and she came onto my chest as well. So I had both my babies on my chest and it was just like absolute bliss for like about 10 seconds. And then they took um, uh, the second baby off because she was looking a bit purple and they were like, oh, we're just going to go check her out. Um, so they had her to the side and the obstetricians, the, there were, okay, were quite a few people in the room now, um, but I think a few obstetricians had come in and we're giving her some oxygen and we were all freaking out a little bit. Um, I could tell Willow was really worried. So he was over um, standing by, we called her T2, uh, the second twin, um, twin two. And I then had to kind of focus on pushing out the placentas. So I had, and Aubrey was latched on my boobs. I was breastfeeding Aubrey, like pushing out these two placentas, <laughs> also kind of focus on like Willow and Frank, um, Frankie, the second baby. So it was just, it yeah. was a really overwhelming time. And then they just rushed Frankie off and Willow just like, would just said bye and just kind of walked off with Frankie. And I was just like, oh gosh, like this is all a bit, a bit worrying. But I knew she, she was like, everyone was reassuring me that it was, that she was going to be okay. And that she had just a bit of um, water uh, in her lungs um, just because yeah. she came out so quickly. So, and that's quite a common thing. So I was like, that I felt a bit better about that. So, um, yeah, so she got rushed off to NICU with Willow, and then I had to get a few stitches. Um, I teared a little, a tiny bit internally, so um, I was getting those stitches done, and Aubrey, the first baby, was getting um, her little checkover. And, yeah, once I had got the stitches done and Aubrey was back with me, my family, all my family had arrived um, during the night as well, and they were all standing right outside the door, even though they were meant to be in the waiting room. They were <laughs> um, right outside, so they all came in and uh, got to give uh, Aubrey a cuddle, and by this stage also Willow had come back, and um, he helped me have a shower and got all cleaned up. And, yeah, me and Willow got to go to our room, and um, I had always been told that Willow was able to stay the night because um, of twins, but they said, "Oh, Willow has to go home," and I had I had a meltdown, and I was like to my midwife, "You you have to let him stay. Like it's it's two o'clock in the morning. Um, we don't even have yeah. our car here. We got dropped off, so um, they they let him stay, but they didn't give us a mattress straight away. So me, Willow, and um, Aubrey hopped into bed together." And he just fell asleep instantly. <laughs> and I just lay there looking at Aubrey and obviously thinking about Frankie um and Nicky. But yeah, so that was that was the that was the birth. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And how long did Frankie have to spend in the NICU? So she was there for two nights and then by that stage, yeah, all the all the um liquid had left her lungs and she was able to 
come with us in our room. Um, yeah, and then day three, oh, my gosh, day three was just insane. Everyone was warning me about it, <laughs> but I had no idea how hard it was going to be. They just both, um, they both, I think I was breastfeeding for just like six hours straight. I had no idea, obviously, what I was doing. Yeah, I think at, at one point I was like, well, you need to take them away. Like, I can't do this any longer. And he had to take them away into the family room. And he just spent about two hours trying to resettle them both. It was, yeah, it was an all-nighter, that's for sure. And once we survived <laughs> that night, we were like, okay, we've got this. We can we can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how did they go with breastfeeding once you went home? Um. So Aubrey latched on like perfectly at the beginning but then and I had been told about tongue ties and I had asked everyone at the hospital that have they got tongue ties have they got tongue ties and my midwife said Aubrey had a little bit of a tongue tie but nothing to really worry about but when we got home and as the weeks went on like I just really struggled with breastfeeding um I could never make enough milk uh I think I made enough milk for like half of one baby it turns out so but I didn't really have a clue. To be honest, from the very beginning, they were always popping them up with formula. Not really actually sure why that happened. Um, they, I think because they were, they were quite small, they would get really tired during the feed and fall asleep, and they were just burning too much energy breastfeeding, and it was obviously just easier yeah. for the babies to, to just drink from the bottle. So I was always breastfeeding for a bit and then topping up. Um, at each feed but yeah eventually we got a lactation consultant in through the multiples club and um, she was great she was like Aubrey definitely has a tongue tie you need to go get that snipped and um, she prescribed me with some domperiodon which is actually medication for um, migraines but it helps with milk supply so she prescribed me that and that made a lot more milk but still still not nearly enough so um, I ended up breastfeeding for three months and I got quite a lot of um, donor milk as well, which was absolutely amazing. Um, so I mixed my milk with donor milk and yeah. did, yeah, so yeah, that all lasted three months. And then once I sort of was running low on donor milk, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they were yeah so we just did full formula I was I always thought that I was going to be that um mum that could just exclusively breastfeed and and I'd, I'd breastfeed until they they weaned off but every feed I was sort of um getting anxious and I was sort of like resenting it and I just I really didn't enjoy it unfortunately but yeah I just think that the pressure of on myself of wanting to you know, my body made two babies. Why can't I feed both of them? But once I let yeah. them all go, and uh, we were all just so much happier. And yeah, <laughs> gosh, yeah. I'm glad those awesome. days are over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. And how were you going emotionally being a new a new mum of two babies? I was just in an absolute love bubble. Um, <laughs> the first yeah. uh, three weeks were so lovely having Willow home. Um, and obviously helping with every feed and helping me latch them on and and then giving them their, their top up bottles afterwards. So and then when he had to go back to work, I was absolutely dreading it and we had to sort of like trial him not being there. So 
you know, we'd, we'd do a feed at 6am, but he would pretend he wasn't there. So I had to, you know, get both babies. I had to go make the bottles and have them ready to go and let both babies on and then sort of place them in the little pillow things and then feed both of them with the bottles. Because it's just such a juggle when you're trying to do both yeah. of them at the same time. And I, I some twin mums would do one and then the other, but I just, I couldn't do that because the other one was crying, you know, it was just, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so um, it was great having him there. And then when he left, I was, I was, I think I, I think I coped pretty well. It was good having those trial runs. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we were living, we were, we were living with my dad um, and my brother was there too. So we had the, the best support. Obviously we weren't cooking or anything. So, um, and quite often me and Willow could go have a nap upstairs and my brother and dad would um, do the dreaded witching hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was the best, best situation for us to be in, I think, having two babies. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's very good. And did you get your period back then because you stopped breastfeeding or how long did that take? Yeah, I think it was a couple of months after I um, – stopped breastfeeding I got my period back yeah yeah cool and do you think that you're done with babies and your family's complete or <laughs> oh. do you think you want another one or maybe two <laughs> <laughs> well the chances of having twins again is one in four so that's a 25 yeah. percent chance <laughs> but um yeah we I I I often talk about having one more and I think Willow would like one more too but we are of having another set of twins. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I said one joke, we've got the two cots, we've got the double pram, like let's just have another two. Um, and of course, of course we'd love to have another two, but yeah, I think we're both ideally like one more. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out for the uh, announcement at some stage. <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not anytime soon. <laughs> No, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Freya. It's been really interesting to hear about the girl's birth and I think it'll be an episode that everyone really enjoys. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.